You are now listening to Tough Gages Podcast. Hello and welcome to Talk Your Jits Podcast. This podcast is, as the name implies, all about jiu-jitsu. I'm your host, Lamar Smith. And today's guest is a purple belt who trains at 302 Jiu-Jitsu and Submission Grappling, located in Wilmington, Delaware. Ladies and gentlemen, Greg Lopez-Garcia. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. The pleasure is all mine. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Um, just got done training today and uh, saying out. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's uh, give the people what they want, man. Go ahead and if you want to formally introduce yourself one more time, you can. And let's uh, let's talk about jujitsu. Yeah, man. So uh, <clears throat> I think I started jujitsu back in uh, I think 2012. It was uh, one of my professors, actually my first professor. He was that old crusty jujitsu professor that uh, he started like teaching at my uh, at my kickboxing gym mm-hmm. and. This is the guy that looks, you know, like he's a hundred, right? He walks bow-legged. He's like every everything about him cracks, um, and he's just like just just uh, just a, a a gentleman that has been, you know, like an older-looking gentleman, right? So um, he's like, "Hey, you ever heard of jujitsu? You want to try it?" I'm like, yeah, you know, sure. You know, I've seen UFC. I I, I know that this this new grappling um, sensation or whatever. Like, so. He's like, yeah, put me on a on a on a on a rear naked choke, and if you can, you can uh, make me tap. You know, I'll I'll call you master, and uh, you don't really have anything else to learn from me. Oh wow! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I got the crap beat out of me for the most like, I think we did ten minutes, and I was a very good wrestler, and I could not do anything any any anything at all i couldn't even pass his guard um let alone like you know submit him so after that i was hooked um so it was it's like like i said incredible to like look back on it and and like really look at how defenseless i was mm-hmm. you know someone who's you know fairly older than me and uh who i thought was like not in good shape you know yeah Definitely, I've definitely had that same experience when I when I started jujitsu. Like yep. I, I went to an open mat at one of our sister locations, and well, I'm sorry, our affiliate locations. And one of the guys that I was rolling with was a I think he was a blue belt at the time, and older guy. He had to be like in his like eh, I want to say that old. He's like 40s, maybe like late 40s, and I was just getting washed the whole time. And I was like, yeah. "There's no way, there's no way." Yeah, it it seems incredulous, right? In, in, or, or just you know that that like athletically speaking, you should have the advantage, right? And then somebody with like better technique than you just mops the mat with you. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that feeling, but it's like it's almost like a, dang man, maybe I should pick another sport. Yeah, absolutely. Like you just. And like you know, every now and then you, I, I've had that feeling, even as a purple belt, mm-hmm. uh, dropping into other uh, mm. other academies, and their uh, you know the, the the blue belt just like destroys me, and I'm like, oh, oh I'm not that good. <laughs> you know? So, um, so the the school that you're at, um, 
this is this this is what this is excuse me is this where you've been training like like consistently since you started training or or is like like your more i guess i must say more current school yeah so it's my most current school uh originally like i said i was training at a kickboxing gym Mm -hmm. and my uh my first professor he moved to um to florida and uh so from there i had a break i think it's about three or four years and um uh i found this other school that that fit my schedule and fit my uh my type of jujitsu and ever and i've been i've been there so so what is your type of jujitsu so i like pressure um i enjoy uh pressure passing uh very um I wouldn't say aggressive per se, but very heavy, mm-hmm. very, um, um, it's uncomfortable for the other guy at, in, in all kinds of, uh, positions. Right. So like even inside control, like, you know, it, everything hurts. It feels that, that, that you're being suffocated. It feels that, that you can't move, etc. Um, and also back, uh, you know, I mean, still now there, there weren't that many other, um, academies here in the state. Um, so I was always, I've always been a, a, a fan of 10th planet jujitsu, but there's, there isn't one anywhere near here. I thought it was like pretty neat the way they trained. Uh, so, um, in general, this, this academy really, uh, like I said, fits me and the schedule fits me. So it works out. Nice. And, um, our, our school is that same, same way that old school, gritty, grindy, you know, pressure, pressure jujitsu and man I, I love it I, I i love it like once you get past that you know that that suck of being like feeling like you are being suffocated and everything else like that man it 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 opens up and becomes very very fun yeah absolutely but i gotta tell you that um it sucks like when you first start and you're you know a white belt or a blue belt or whatever and like those upper level guys are just crushing you oh man yeah yeah and it's and the funny thing was um when i started one of the guys that was that i would you know usually roll with was a small guy but man i was able to feel every every ounce of his weight and it's like i got at least 100 pounds on this guy there is no way i should be feeling this much pressure from someone this small but yeah man if you find the right place to put it it sucks no matter how big or small you are. Yeah, and and absolutely. I've I felt the exact same way, right? That that um someone half my size is is just crushing you. And uh you know, like when you try to do the physics behind it, you're like, how? Right? Like the, it's just the right pulls, the right pushes, especially at the right spot, you know. So it uh it definitely makes a difference. And um being a police officer, I feel that that type of jujitsu is very very important for my job and and that's another reason why i enjoy it it's it's like the ability to make someone uncomfortable enough for them to say hey listen i am done persisting or whatever here's my my arm you know let's get this on on the way yeah and i'm trying to remember because i know i i believe it was you but there was another gentleman as well um, when I made the post about looking for people to be on the podcast and someone was like, uh, yeah, you should interview a cop or you should interview a policeman. 
And I'm trying to remember if you were the one that said you were. Yeah, no, I am. Okay, um, okay. All right, so I guess you know. Obviously, I can ask you this question. So, um, I'm not trying to really get into like po- you know the politics behind it and all, or whatever you know, whatever you want to call it. But like when it comes to you know law enforcement, pro- you know police brutality and stuff like that, and you know we have these cases where people get you know killed by law enforcement. Um, there was an article. It was quite a few articles, as a matter of fact, that I saw where people were saying that people of law enforcement should um, at least be a blue belt in grappling or jujitsu before they able to join like the police academy or whatever. And so I like, that was one of my big questions for you is like, I guess, how do you feel about, like, how do you feel about that? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I can tell you, I, I, I agree. Uh, maybe not so much on, um, on you having to have a blue belt before you join the police academy, but um, consistent training in grappling should be a mandatory um, aspect of training that goes into law enforcement nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason behind it is that uh, the the amount of training that you get as a blue belt, and like let's use that that belt as a uh, as as a benchmark right so for the most part to be a blue belt you probably need to train from at least three times a week and you know depends on your skill set and your uh other abilities but for the most part it takes maybe from one year to two years to become a blue belt Mm -hmm. um you agree with that yeah yeah i mean obviously there's there's you know phenoms that do it in like six months or, or or less or whatever but for the most part, you have to have some somewhat of a understanding of the art. Um, but after blue belt, you learn your basic escapes, and you have an understanding of of of, of the mat. You understand. You have mat awareness. You understand when you're in a bad position. You understand when you are beyond your capabilities. Right. You um. Somebody mounts you, and they start doing um. You know, uh, uh an arm bar on you, and they have it sunk in deep, and you're like, oh well. I have to tap. There's no way that I can force my way out of this one. Um, same thing with when you get a back mount on someone, you have the understanding of, all right, cool. I have, you know, back mount. I can work a strangle. I can, you know, transition to an arm bar, whatever the case is. Um, and you can tell when you're off balance, when you're like, I need to bail. I need to get back up on, on my feet. That experience alone is invaluable when you're um, trying to apprehend somebody who's resisting you. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can look at various aspects of of ground fighting or or grappling in general that at some point you're going to need to put hands on the suspect or the defendant or whatever you want to call it, the person that you're arresting, Mm -hmm. no matter what, because you're putting handcuffs on that person. Right. Um, whether that person resists and and turns around or 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 they do some sort of passive aggressive or I'm sorry passive passively resistant behavior that maybe they're not striking you but they're not they don't want to get handcuffed or they don't want to get um um basically apprehended you need to work your grappling arts in order to isolate that person isolate that arm and uh, handcuff 
hang of them in and then from there you know you put them in some sort of like position where they are not able to like further resist right which is usually on their stomach with their hands behind their back um that comes from experience and um just practice you know i mean you know jujitsu is is an art that that if you don't do it frequently you're gonna i wouldn't say forget but you're definitely gonna your proficiency is gonna go like lower you know yeah so uh the the i mean the problem is is uh convincing police officers to do this um i'm uh I support organizations like uh, Adopt a Cop and We Defy. We Defy is, is for veterans, um, but Adopt a Cop, they uh, they'll pay for your jujitsu training up to blue belt. So um, you basically, I don't know if you're familiar with them. No, this is I, I'm like listening, like I've never heard this before, but I'm very very intrigued. Yeah, so Adopt a Cop is a organization. It's a nonprofit that uh, you know you apply for a scholarship, and what they ask is that you uh, you go to jujitsu at least once a week, and you prove that by you know uh, posting a picture of inst of you in uh, training on Instagram. You tag them, and then you basically say, "Hey, I'm training." Blah blah blah. You know, uh, and they'll pay for your. Your membership in whatever jujitsu academy i believe that they do any jujitsu academy as long as you when you apply for your scholarship you're like hey i'm going to this place and it's a real jujitsu academy and not someone's basement mm. uh, or, garage or whatever mm -hmm. right which um for the most part you can probably throw a, a rock and you you'll find someone that teaches jujitsu um <clears throat> but yeah they'll pay for your membership and they'll pay it all the way up to blue belt now that can take like we said either six months to like two years or whatever but you're still getting that that um that constant training you know and like again that's that's an invaluable experience especially nowadays yeah i mean that's i mean i don't i've never heard of a like an organization that does that and that's pretty amazing that you know that they have something like that and i think that should definitely be implemented a lot more than uh apparently a lot more than what is being shown because yeah i've never i've never heard of that and i always was like would think like do they have programs like that or do they have um yeah programs in a police academy that goes over this type of stuff and not just like that one time to pass your you know to pass to you know to pass but do you have they have like stuff that's ongoing that they have to do a refresher course on every couple months or so Right. And, and like exactly what you said, right. That jujitsu is not something that you learn for a week and then you're a master at it. Right. It's something that you constantly have to um, continue to train. And there are other programs. Um, I know that uh, Henry Gracie has a, uh, I'm not entirely sure what it's called, but it is a like jujitsu for law enforcement program that um, you can, can uh you can go to this like i think it's like a week long um like training camp and i think it's called like gracie survival tactics or gracie survival training or, or uh, something like that mm -hmm. it's just designed for police officers and a lot of the the techniques are based upon uh getting back mount and then finishing with uh getting the person's hand hands behind their back um and again it's it's a great program 
but it's just like the the first step because mm-hmm. at the end of the day you're going to learn all these things but you got to implement them and you got to train them constantly yeah definitely because with jujitsu it is one of those almost it's almost like one of those like if you don't use it you lose it type deal absolutely and so um yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to look into that and see if there's any programs here in Detroit, Michigan, um, for that and definitely try to get the word out a whole lot more and to see what can be done, you know, done to bring this more to light. Cause um my instructor and one of our training partners are both retired police officers and there are a lot of techniques that we go over in class that we talk about. It's like, man, why is this not being shown? Because it doesn't take 12 people to pin down one person yeah absolutely like you know because we even teach to say like some of this stuff to like you know when we have like um self-defense seminars for you know for women and we show them techniques that can be used easily from you know no matter what size they are if you know how to break up you know if you know how to break a body down it doesn't take much it doesn't take a lot of strength and it doesn't take 50 people to do so so some of the stuff that we do go over are like certain takedowns to make sure that um i'm you know i'm still erect and i can be aware of my i mean aware of my surroundings i can you know pin this person down without causing any harm to me or this other person and everyone can go home happy yeah absolutely and that's the beauty about jujitsu right that um there's many techniques many types of uh transition sweeps pins etc but at the end of the day the ability to hold someone down um and immobilize their threat which is can be usually is their hands uh, and you know sometimes their feet if they're if they're kicking up or whatever it's very important especially if you're in a street fight much more so than um than uh than uh you know an mma match or whatever right because you know there's there's weapons involved there's um uh, other factors that are involved that um and you know obviously there's different rules um you know in a mma match you can get up and run away right mm-hmm. in, uh, in a street fight if you feel that uh this is beyond your capabilities by all means you can get up and retreat and either you know go to your other um go to your bat bat belt and then you know pull pull out another tool or just hold someone down and wait for backup to help you out if this person is in fact um you know so strong or 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 maybe they're on drugs that you need somebody else to help you yeah and because um because you can easily look on youtube or any social media outlet and you will definitely stumble across a video of a guy who does jujitsu pin someone down until the police got there. Yeah. Cause I think, um, I don't know. I think it was like not, not long ago, uh, Matt Sarah posted, oh, yes. you know, they got posted a video of him, you know, subduing a guy, um, until the police got there. And you see the guy was obviously he was compliant. He was, you know, he wasn't hurt. He just had the guy's arms pent under him he couldn't get to his belt line if he had the weapon or not he couldn't you know buck him off he couldn't do anything so he was just helpless until the police got there absolutely and and uh <clears throat> another thing that i i feel that is um very important with doing jujitsu is your comfort with being uncomfortable mm-hmm. right because um 
think about the time when you did your first competition, right? Like you're, mm -hmm. you're nervous, you're, um, you know, you have all this anxiety, uh, you know, you know, these techniques, but you know, once the match starts, everything goes out the window, you know, you're, you're breathing really heavy. Your, uh, your, your blood vessels are, are constricted mm -hmm. maybe you can hear your coach, um, screaming at you on the back. Um, all these things that happen when you are in this uh, fight or flight mode, right? Um, but the more you 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 compete, the more you train, the more that you're able to control these emotions and control these um, these feelings that happen to you when you're in these very stressful situations. Yeah. And you know, like you you're fighting someone on the street. I mean, it's a completely different feeling, obviously, but. You know, because you do jujitsu so much, you have the experience. You know what you're gonna feel. You know that like this this uh, panting is gonna subside, and you're gonna be able to catch your breath because you're in a position where you're able to catch your breath, or you know that this person doesn't know what they're doing because you have done jujitsu. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's incredibly important, and I can't stress that enough. So if you have any listeners that are police officers, please go out there and, and roll. Definitely, definitely. And I, I know, you know, I can talk to my instructor about it, too. And he'd probably be on board for it as well. But uh, yeah, because even because even when we test for our, you know, for our, our, our rankings, one of the biggest parts of the test is self-defense. Right. And, you know, we have to we have to be able to defend ourselves against strikers. Um, obviously, someone throwing punches and kicks. Um, and we start in different, you know, different positions. We start with, you know, we start standing. We'll start um, someone in our guard, so and we are in their guard. Uh, we'll start with they in side control. They have full mount. They have our back. All these different, and even in a uh, turtle position, which for people who's not listening is like when you're on your hands and knees, kind of in the ball. That's what they call a turtle position, and yeah. uh, then and your opponent's on top of you. So we start in all these positions because obviously in the street fight, there's no telling where you're gonna actually land. So you have to be able to think as soon as you get to that situation, like, okay, I'm here. I know what to do. Let's get out and let's get, you know, let's get myself safe. So, so let me ask you something. Uh -huh. What do you think is the most important position that, or I guess the most common position that you will see in a street fight? The most common position I see in a street fight. Yeah. Huh? Usually, if obviously if the fight gets to the ground, it's usually someone is in full mount or yeah, it's usually full, like someone try to get full mount or or maybe in their guard. Or yeah, I I, I would agree with that. That mm -hmm. but I think that most importantly would be that someone has their weight on top of the other person, right? right. Like there is some sort of. Uh, Hopefully you're lucky enough that if you're on bottom, you have you have guard, uh, or if you are um, the uh, the person trying to control the situation, you are in full mount. But for the most part, uh, I'd say that like ninety percent of street fights usually end up on the ground. Very rarely um, uh, have I seen that someone is able to keep their distance on somebody else with like striking or, or kicking and enough so that they don't go to the ground you know usually um they go to the ground and um 
um, you know, from there is it's you're in this, you know, exchange of somebody, you know, getting to top, top, uh, top mount or uh, escaping, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, so let me ask you: If you, what would you rather have? Would you rather us police officers train on on a normal basis or doing the academy? I will say in an actual school, like in the in the I, let's call it uh yeah the, the academy is is like the for the most part most uh, most uh, agencies have you go through an academy, uh, which is usually like maybe four to six months, depends on the the agency. But yes, no, no, I'm I'm referring to like an actual jujitsu school, not like, oh, not, okay, not, like okay. not like away from the police academy, unless the person who's running that you know running that program is a legit black belt or you know someone of a higher rank and you know that's going to teach that person the right way to do everything you know what i agree with that um i've seen in uh thankfully not in my academy but in other academies that they have a guy that just went through like a you know couple week long school that is teaching defense defensive tactics and you know to teach defensive tactics i mean you're talking about teaching you know striking uh escaping grappling um handcuffing techniques etc that is a lot to unpack Mm -hmm. and to condense that into like one or two weeks is is is, it's a you know it's a fallacy you're not going to learn much no, uh, I think that it's it's better to have constant training, but and you're right, it is uh it is definitely more advantageous to have a, a black belt, uh or or at least like you said a coach teaching you. Um, but here's the the um, I wouldn't say the curveball, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there are a lot of techniques that we cannot use on the street that are um okay for self-defense mm-hmm. but they're not okay for um for jujitsu right so i'm sorry uh for police policing right um so you can't break anybody's arm um you uh you can't strangle anyone and um you can't foot foot lock or heel hook anyone so the main job of of policing would be i would argue to say that it is a positional advantage on somebody else right you know and and i'm sorry go ahead i'll let you finish go ahead i don't know go ahead i okay because you know i i agree with that i know there's obviously you know some stuff that would be impractical to teach someone in the you know in a police academy but i feel like if you if you're going to you you know be able to use a lot of the techniques that you know for that's no that's made for jujitsu in a street fight or a you know police you know police situation you can still use a kimura or a you know rear neck choke not as not as a submission to finish this person but also as a control because like if i'm because if i'm able to okay for example i'm not a police officer never trained or anything like that but for me i would feel like i would feel comfortable if i if i'm learning jujitsu to a point where I'm doing it as self-defense and learning to, to apply it to my job, 
I would love to know, like, okay, how would I be able to position this person that I'm I'm fighting with and to be able to comfortably grab my, my handcuffs or my taser? Or if I am in a situation where I, I'm, you know, two on one or three on one, how I know how would I be able to use my techniques like my rig neck choke to be able to subdue them long enough to actually use them as a shield if I have to you know reach for something I don't necessarily have to use both my hands I have I can use one arm you know to pin them against my body my body against his breaking them down just a little bit where they can't necessarily sit up but just have them enough to be able to reach for my reach for handcuffs reach for whatever I need to keep myself safe and not manhandle anyone you know manhandle the assailant absolutely um and you know what i uh i wouldn't say um using the the uh, rear naked choke much more so um the um, like a seatbelt hold yeah seatbelt grip mm -hmm. you know as and um maybe if, you, if you're if you're able to get your legs around this person right um and have a what do you call it a figure four on them but um what i've seen a lot is is that lack of training that 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 you reach like somebody's fighting you and that person only has one move right which is whatever whatever right. the move is. if that move fails then you're sol my friend and that's when you need to like resort to something else mm -hmm. and i think that's when um potential injuries occur not to mention that uh, there's a lot of factors that are going on in the streets that are not going on in the training room mm -hmm. so, and that you have to be cognizant about so <clears throat> for example i'm like you roll with someone on the train train room you spar with them and uh you know you you, you get to a dominant position they tap start over not a big deal but when you're fighting someone that is uh maybe on drugs that may have have may have a heart condition, that may be overweight, that uh, they may be under a mixture of drugs, some uppers, some downers, etc. You can't do certain things that are going to put that much strain on that person, right? Right. And like, right. I'm, I'm saying this like as far as uh, you know, I'm overgeneralizing, but um, for example, you you've you get in back mount and you put pressure on their chest. Yes, they're not being choked, but the pressure on their chest is constricting their breathing. That could in fact give them some sort of like heart attack, right? I mean, like I'm not a doctor, but um, well, that's what I've seen in these excited delirium um, cases that, um, you know, they're, they go from like, you know, going 100 miles an hour to all of a sudden being um, stopped and then you know the officer doesn't realize this right and then the, the person is having like a heart attack right so i think that that experience of jujitsu that being able to like have this dominant position and you know at the end of the day handcuff them you're able to say like oh my god this dude isn't breathing you know it's time for us to call an ambulance you know mm -hmm. you've seen that a lot in the training room and you've seen that through experience so right it's yeah i can't i can't say that enough because also, you know, when it comes to jujitsu, it 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 does it definitely helps you um, prepare yourself for a worst case scenario. It you know, but it helps you at the same time keep keep yourself calm. 
in situations where yeah you're you're in a you're in an uncomfortable situation so i feel like if <clears throat> excuse me just say for example me and my partner we're you know we've been in the force for the same you know a same length of time and i train jujitsu we we just gonna say just we just gonna keep it to the you know just keep it simple two days a week I train jujitsu two days a week my training partner doesn't I mean my yeah you know, my my you know my partner doesn't and we get into a situation where it gets hostile for him not being in that situation him not being comfortable in those type of situations it could definitely turn sour if you know if one bad things happen whereas with me I you know with me being with me training me being able to be comfortable in uncomfortable positions it allows myself to keep myself calm a whole lot more and it doesn't cloud my judgment because i have enough oxygen going to my brain where i'm not hyperventilating i'm not panning i'm not fighting with nobody and i can assess the situation a whole lot better yeah i mean and not to mention that like when you were saying you know like i'm what i'm like what we're talking about is like the very like blue belt level right like right the, the right couple years of training but the higher training that you get the more mastery you'll have um the, the fights that i see uh on uh on instagram on uh on youtube a lot they're in uh in the subway in uh in new york city that uh, these these officers are trying to gain gain control of like one person and there's two or three of them right mm -hmm. and they have this um these pressure on the top of their 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 body but the person is able to bring up their hips and either uh step out or like rotate out and get out of this this pin you know and, and yeah of course they're, they're gonna get out because their hips are free you mm -hmm. know uh that's an easy fix uh that you know somebody of higher higher level training could see and be like hey listen this is what we need to do we need to control their hips and then from there we can get their hands behind their back Right. Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's such an advantage, and I mean, I don't know the the specifics behind it, but um, when you talk about the populace that does um, any kind of like mixed martial arts or jujitsu in general, like the the percentage goes lower and lower and lower the higher belt you get. Mm -hmm. So the more you train, the more that you'll be able to control. Um, safely controls somebody else right statistically speaking you know yeah because i yeah i yeah it it definitely should be you know the more and more i think about it it's like i think it definitely should be um i guess more adding to like the police academy of you know curriculum to learn some type of martial art or you know some type of grappling martial art jujitsu or whatever not in the sense of like learning every single thing, but a a good a, a good portion of it should be about learning how to control, learning how to breathe, learning how to you know clearly think about the situation that you're in, learn whatever techniques that are going to be you know better applied to your job, and not just do it just this one time to pass. Like no, this should be something that's ongoing. Like yeah at least a one day a week or two days a week if if that's possible depending on you know your schedule but yeah con like constant training and this stuff should be a requirement yeah i and like 100 percent agree on that um i will say this though 
that as society continues to evolve, the role of a police officer has expanded, you know, quite a bit over the last maybe I've only been a cop for 10 years and it's it's increased quite a bit. So I can only imagine someone who's been a cop for 20 years. I mean, um, when when the police first started, all they needed to do was was arrest other people, right? Like basically you would call the police officer when there was a crime occurring. But now uh you know, we have to take so many hours on on uh, de escalation counseling, um like understanding mental illness, uh, mm-hmm. understanding um all kinds of uh um like mental situations in which a person may may be going through a crisis, uh, understanding disabilities, right? Whether it's, uh, you know, why is a person acting this way? Do they have a disability that is act- making them act like this? Do they have like low sugar and they're acting a certain way because they haven't had um, sugar and they need to um, they need to have insulin or, or um, you know, maybe they're having an episode or maybe they're schizophrenic, etc. So uh, the role of a police officer has expanded quite a bit, which I'm okay with. However, when you're talking about a curriculum, you know, six months doesn't seem like um, like a short period of time, right? Like six months is half a year. Um, mm-hmm. and, and But you're cramming, you know, policing, right? Which can be all the way from report writing, uh, constitutional law, your state laws, traffic law, um, spotting uh, suspicious be- suspicious behavior how to spot um signs of distress how to uh identify someone who's schizophrenic how to speak to someone who's schizophrenic how to uh you know all these things that you're expected to learn then six months starts to be a very short short amount of time where you're cramming you know eight or nine classes every day you know so how much are you really retaining right and on top of that, you have to do your your physical exercises to stay in shape and maintain a um, uh, a good physical conditioning, and you also got to learn jujitsu. So it's it's quite a bit to do in 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 a short span of time. But I think that uh, at least starting to do a little jujitsu will give you a habit, a habit that hopefully you can pursue once you graduate and once you're on the street and you can continue to attend and master it through your career. Right. Cause you know, I feel like, um, you know, a lot of this stuff, it comes from, you know, like something bad happening out there on the street where a officer wasn't, you know, well informed on something. And so now they have to go back and, you know, fix that. So that requires you, you know, more time of learning something and, it shortens the importance of what the next person have to learn because learn because they have to make sure that they, they cram this new thing into the new you know into the new curriculum for the upcoming officers. So I can see how that can be very very like stressful when you have to cram like you said cram so much stuff in a matter of like six months. Yeah, man, and um, you also got to become proficient with all your bat belts, right? Like so, mm-hmm. you have your spray, your taser, your firearm, your um uh your at your baton um so there's all these other things that you also have to be good at um so that you can use them in um in lieu of uh deadly force if if warranted right mm-hmm. but yeah and, and like i said I, I don't have the right answer to like tell you how to fix it all i can tell you is that what i've been successful 
it, what what has made me successful in my whatever time that I needed to do a physical or needed to be in a physical altercation has been the fact that I've trained consistently throughout my whole career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I would, I would love for every police officer in America to, to have the time, you know, and, and I completely understand you have to balance family work um, and your other responsibilities to attend class. But uh, I feel that it is a necessity that will keep you safe and keep other people safe. Um, and at the end of the day, it's fun, right? You know, you, uh, yeah. you, you lose weight, you get stronger, you, uh, you meet other people and overall you have a good time. Yeah. And plus you can, you know, you can get away from that stress from, you know, from the job that you currently have. Even I, I know I've worked in retail for like the past 12 years. I'm not a retail anymore. Thank God. But, um, <laughs> But the time I was training and working in retail, it definitely helped me clear my mind a lot because you're dealing with people every single day. Not saying it's on the same caliber as being in law enforcement, because I know you guys deal with like twice as much than, you know, than the average person has to deal with. But just to be able to, you know, just to get that escape from your, you know, from your from your job for that one hour, two hours a day. It definitely does help. It may not seem like a lot, but those two hours definitely can definitely can ch- change, you know, the outcome of of like your next day. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I've learned is that um, if you have a hobby, it's ideal if that hobby helps your um, your main job. So if you're in this case, a police officer and you run great, you know, you you're you're keeping your cardiovascular health and hopefully you will live longer because you have this 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 running hobby that like you know helps you breathe better it helps you uh keeps the blood flow you know going whatever however if you do jujitsu that is a hobby that helps you relax and it also helps your main job which is um enforce the laws in the case that you have to go hands-on on someone you have this plethora of moves and abilities and wedges pins whatever um to keep that person safe and keep yourself safe um that's why i'm super against golf <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it's just a waste of time you know if you're there dude just go in and roll yeah you know? just go and roll just go and roll because i can i can definitely you know agree with that because i i don't necessarily like jog or anything of the sort but i do train a lot and we do mm-hmm. roll a lot but um this these like past few months i've been like rolling harder and more consistent and now that i've been going back to the gym and i was like you know what let me just you know hop on a treadmill and let's just see what happens so i started walking you know walking pace and then i just got up to like a, a jog and before i realized it i was five minutes like five six minutes in on a steady jog and i just started to feel winded and I'm like, huh, <laughs> like, I've never been able to do this. Like I would, you know, just run down the street or run somewhere and it'd be like two seconds later, I'm like gassed about to just curl over. But now it's like, oh, I can keep up a, a steady pace and oh, let's, let's see how far else I can go. And then I'm like, you know, six minutes, seven minutes. So it's like, man, it's the best of both worlds. Like, yeah, just, just join jujitsu and just roll, like roll for like a, an hour a day, yeah. a class. So let me ask you this. What do you think is the biggest barrier into getting people into jujitsu? 
Like, why do people not want to do it? Like in your experience. So are you referring to just the average person or just. Just the average person. Um, for one, I feel like, um, people are hesitant about it because a lot of people don't really know what jujitsu is. Um, they don't necessarily understand the, the, like the, the benefits and factors of jujitsu. It's, and jujitsu is really hard to explain to the average person. <laughs> so you're going to come over and we're going to like try to strangle each other and break each other's arms. Like, oh, that doesn't sound fun at all. Right. That's really good. Right. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like what is like, so well, if people ask you, like if I'm, if you're explaining to me, like if you're saying like, Hey, I do jujitsu, I do this and do that. Like, how would your approach be to like, to get me to join? Like, what is jujitsu? Okay. So jujitsu is a, a series of moves that you use your own body parts to isolate your opponent's body part and either strangle them or break them. Um, now, in this particular sport, you don't actually break it or strangle this, your sparring partner. Mm -hmm. You get to where they tap out and then you start over again. The fun part is when the person knows what they're doing and they're counterattacking your moves or counteracting your moves. And now you have to do a counter move to that. So at the end of the day, it's, it's like playing chess with your own body. Right. Um, the problem that I see with people when you explain this, this sport of ours is that they, they can't get past the point of uh, having a physical altercation or what I wouldn't call it a physical altercation, but a, a, uh, the sparring part, right. That they're like, oh, someone's going to try to hurt me and I need to defend myself. And, uh, that's the part that people are like, oh, no, I'm good. I don't want to, I don't want to get choked out. I don't want to get arm barred. I don't want to get heel hooked. Well, that's great. And, I, I, I can see that. Yeah. And that, and that's the part that comes from like the, the, I, I, I'm not gonna say like the dark side of jujitsu, but that's what's being shown because it's in MMA. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's in movies now, like mixed martial arts and jujitsu has been like this whole pinnacle in like the basis of like, you know, fight movies now. So when they see that stuff in movies and then you see that stuff in you know, the UFC, and then you you hear that person does quote-unquote jujitsu, you don't have to know enough. You just incorporate with those words of what you saw, and it's like, oh yeah, I don't I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I'm not about to let somebody, you know, break my neck or break my arm or whatever that, like, is painful. How yeah. do y'all do, do that? <laughs> but in the same token, when people be like, oh, man, you looking good. Y'all see you losing weight, man. What you been doing? Jujitsu? <laughs> really? Yeah, that's all I do. <laughs> that's that's all i do like i i go to the gym but i go i do jujitsu a lot more yeah and uh, like when it comes down to self-defense i you know and i i've only doing, done judo for a little bit um i've haven't done sambo or and, and i wrestled i think that jujitsu by far um exceeds all the expectations that self-defense can can do right um because not only does it give you the advantage when you're on the ground, but it is an art that it doesn't depend on your athleticism, but it depends on the on, on your knowledge, right? If I mean, I don't know if you ever seen like a match from Marcelo Garcia when he's like rolling with people that are twice his size. Mm -hmm. You know that you're just like how it's 
you know, his knowledge is just so much more deep than the other person that he's able to use his body weight against them and, you know, sweep them, strangle them, uh, whatever. And that to me is very, very good, especially when you're pitching that to someone who's like, hey, listen, I need to like get something for self-defense. I'm like, oh, great, do jujitsu. Because, you know, you learn how to box, you know, you're going to box with someone, someone that is bigger and stronger than you is probably going to hit harder than you. So um, it's very difficult for a smaller person to beat up a, a, a higher weight person. It's not it's not impossible, but I'd say that that's the that's not the rule, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and but I think that in jujitsu it's actually quite common that you see someone who's like you know in any any open division uh, tournament, you know, when the little guy wins, um, that's that's a uh, uh, that's just jujitsu itself, like showing right that like the knowledge that this guy has is way more than the other guy did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and like, um, this uh, converse. I had a conversation with uh, with this guy at the at, at this store. Um, I had because I was I was I had on my uh, a jujitsu hoodie, and so he asked me like, "Oh, you know, well, you know, was like that's like karate or something?" Because I had like the uh the kanji on the front and it had jujitsu on the back. So he right. asked me what it was about. And I was like, oh, no, it's, a mar- it's not karate. It's a martial art, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, so is it like karate? I was like, nah, it's like wrestling, but... And I was like, I hate that I had to put like this. I was like, the, some of the stuff you see in the UFC, like the arm locks and chokes and stuff like that. So he was like, oh, yeah, I, I, that, I, they don't, I see a lot of people on there that do it, man, but I don't think that'll work in the real, in a street fight. And I'm like, some people some people yeah they think that they think that this won't work in a street fight and all this other stuff and then he started getting like yeah man because if i had if i had this and somebody put me in this and somebody put me in that i'd be able to get out i'm like okay i'm like okay but he was starting to get like more aggressive when he was talking and he's just like yeah man because i'll be able to do this and do that and i'm like i'm sitting there like are you trying to get me riled up so i can be like okay let me show you I was just like, oh, all right, dude, you know, if that's how you feel, he's like, yeah, man, I don't think that stuff will work. And I was like, well, why don't you come to my school and we can show you. And he's like, no, I'm all right. I'm all right. I was like, all right, then. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, sometimes that's what you got to do. That's what my professor did. Cause like I said, I was a fairly good wrestler and uh, he's like, look, man, you can start with a full, you know, choke. And, you know, if you tap me, then you know like then you're it you're the master and boy was i surprised (laughs) sometimes you do have to uh prove that yeah um and i mean you see that when when uh when you have drop-ins like these these guys want to try it out and um they're uh you know whatever the experience is right like they're a ncaa wrestler or like some uh, high school wrestler or they're just really tough guys and you know, all of a sudden they get humbled by uh, just about everybody in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Especially the adults that they finally have someone who they can uh, do a highlight reel on. Right. But yeah, sometimes you need that. And I think that uh, 
uh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna next roll call. I'm gonna speak to my uh, my squad about uh, adopt a cop and and you know basically ask him to come out and uh, you know if they have time um, on our days off um, and come out and and roll around for a little bit. Uh, I think that sometimes seeing how much you don't know is a wake up call mm-hmm. that 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 you realize that you're not as tough as you are and you know the the small white belt just basically swept you and strangled you in three minutes while while um while you thought that you were really tough you know so i hope that goes well yeah man we're gonna have to uh definitely sit down and talk about that because i i would love to have something like that implemented here yeah so um if I'll, I'll send you the links, but uh, if you go to their website, you can sign up your school. And uh, it is my understanding that basically there's some sort of like agreement between the school and, and the organization. And basically they say, hey, what's what's your rate for a police officer? Like, oh, it's whatever. Um, and all right, cool. So if let us know when you have a, a member that is doing the program. We'll check with, with him or her. And... Uh, you know, basically, they want to ensure that, like, they're not just paying money when the person is not showing up. And usually, they send you a flag and you put it in your in your gym, and uh, you you know you can promote it as a uh, adopt a cop friendly um, school, and you get a little bit more uh, more guys to come your your way. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna definitely uh, definitely look into that because that's that's an amazing program um, that needs to be implemented everywhere if possible so yeah, yeah for sure man. but uh yeah if you uh if you got any more questions for me um or if you want to definitely you know definitely want you to shout out your school and everyone and you know whoever else you want um you know the floor is yours yeah absolutely i i train at 302 um i uh i've been there for quite some time now and uh i love it i love the, the people there um uh you know if you're around delaware swing on by i usually train uh in the mornings at 5 30 uh and i go to all open mats in uh saturday and sundays so um come on down and uh you know train with us awesome 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 man that's that's pretty awesome but um yeah that's the end of today's episode i would like to thank i guess again greg for coming on and um sharing his wisdom and experience with us. I hope you guys enjoyed what you got, you know, what you heard. Um, please go and follow our Facebook and Instagram page to stay up to date on all future episodes. This has been talk your jits podcast. Keep rolling, keep grinding. And remember long live jujitsu. Have a great day.